0: And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Brown.
1: Hey, what's up? At DynastyMadMan on the Twitter box. Thanks for joining.
0: <laughs> the Twitter box. And Shane Manila. It's a good
2: thing you brought it, Jeremy, because uh, Sipes just sounding like
0: Mr. Mopey Pants over there. Oh my God. I'm not <laughs> Mr. Mopey, Mopey Pants. I feel so... Feels- <laughs> I am so sick. I feel so. Uh, he doesn't
1: have COVID, bro.
0: Shush! But oh, i I will. I will always do my best to make it here. But we have such a good guest tonight. I, I really didn't want to miss it. So uh, we have Joe Dolan on tonight from SiriusXM Fantasy Points. Uh, lots of different things. So we. It's going to be a fun show, and I didn't want to miss it. But yes, I do feel crappy. How are you guys? <laughs> I'm living
1: Brandon. the dream, baby. Living the dream. I don't know what I do in my spare time outside of drafting in my <laughs> Dynasty League rookie drafts and some of these orphans I took over um, since the draft ended. Literally all my free time, I feel like, is dedicated to drafting. But it's cool because I'm drafting rookies in the orphans. um because there were, they had picks. And in the dispersals that I took on, because I was able to draft picks, not so much in my other leagues because I didn't have a lot of first and second rounders, but all these startup drafts and stuff, um, I find myself just drafting rookies and saying hell with it. I'm just going to get as many rookies as I can because I don't have rookie picks in my dynasty league. So I'm enjoying the shit out of that part of it.
2: Well, you know what's fun about drafting rookies and startups is, you know, we get fatigue over all these guys it's like not all these guys obviously but when you get to a certain spot and where i noticed it in the hq3 startup yes i want to say we hit that spot right after the eighth round which is good because i had three or i just like five or six picks in the seventh and eighth rounds (laughs) and right after that i was like oh i want to trade back in and then i said let me see who's on the board because you know make sure i actually want to do it and it's all those guys that i'm like oh. No, the the and all the like the sexy rookies were gone. But yeah, <laughs> so it's fun. Like it's like, oh, I'm gonna draft John Brown again. Like I I know he can be a wide receiver too. Like I've seen him do it. Or yeah. I'm to draft Mike Williams, who I'm gonna hope it gives me, you know, he actually is gonna be play well without uh Philip Rivers, even though he's never really been that super good with him anyway. You know, So then it's just like, all right, let me take the rookies because I know they're all going to be great, clearly.
0: It's, yeah. it's crazy with that HQ3 because I did all those trades in the beginning of the draft. So I think we're in like the 13th round and I only have like seven players. But um, every everybody in this draft, like every quarterback and every rookie was already taken. I mean, the quarterbacks went cra- It's only a 12-team league. It's not even like our 16-team league one. But every quarterback was gone so quickly in that league. Yeah,
1: I
2: grabbed myself three
1: of them. What's that, Shane? I grabbed myself three of them. I only have two. I don't know if you guys paid attention to how the draft's been going like when when I pick, but dude, uh this it, it looks like someone else is drafting my team in this one because this isn't my normal strategy. I'm just having a, a shit ton of fun with HQ three drafting guys I like. I mean I do have Keenan Allen, but other than that and Baker Mayfield, I have just a bunch of rookies. Like just almost all rookies. I never do that, but it's been fun. I'm serious. I have like I have Brian Edwards, T. Higgins. Denzel Mims, Henry Ruggs, LaVisca Chenault, um, Joe Burrow, uh, Lynn Bowden, Anthony McFarland. And then I have Mayfield, Chubb, Keenan Allen, and Travis Kelsey. So I have a few vets. But, I mean, I never draft like that. But it, it's been a hell of a lot of fun. And, you know, the HQ3 guys, our listeners, are going to kick my ass this year. I'm not winning shit. I'm going to stomp a mud hole in their ass those guys it is funny i hope you do
0: it is funny too because we were talking about it it's like every league started their rookie draft this weekend too so i i I lost count of how many rookie drafts i was in this weekend and so when you're talking about getting all those rookies in the startups so many of them happened in the in the leagues also you know making
2: up for it so real quick, I have a trade offer, and I'm fairly certain I'm not going to accept it. But I just need. Okay. Why is it bad? <laughs> no, yeah, nah, it's not <laughs> too bad. It's a one quarterback league. It's that smarter than the GMs in the world league.
1: Brad uh-huh. Ziegler, yeah,
2: yeah, that league where I just made a trade uh, earlier this week. Um, my team's trash. Just trying to get picks, and if I can get a player, or whatever. So I have a, I have an offer on the board of the one nine. And Hunter Henry for Miles Sanders and the three
1: two. I don't know, man. No, keep Miles Sanders, dude. That guy's locked in. No matter what you project, some of those other guys to do. Yeah. You keep him. Plus, you're you're an Eagles fan, man. It's like built-in money for you.
2: I wouldn't yeah, do it. It's just you know, it's so hard to trade in that league.
0: I want to fucking trade. Well, it's also so expensive that league too. So you've got that extra thing over your head well, about what, how you want to make. Not for most your
2: team. of the not not well, most of the
1: people in the league. For us,
0: <laughs> that's yeah, true. We're for... not
1: ex ballplayers and shit. Yeah, there's a bunch of MLBers in there. Some of the friends we brought in, and Andy Singleton, and uh, but yeah, half the league is Brad's friends. I had to send Brad a message when he was posting stuff unbeknownst to me, and I I sent him a message, and I was like, I'm old enough to remember when you were my co commissioner. <laughs> Oh my God! He just, he just took, kind of took over, man. I mean, he does all the hard work and most of the busy work, but it's, yeah, that league. Nobody trades, and it's kind of like you go a month without hearing from anybody. We need to do something to juice that one up. Yeah, And, you know, I'm gonna
2: hold. If I can't get two first for Shane, there's even if they're not both this year, I don't you give got a, a shit. Profit. You got to make yeah. a profit or why bother? And yeah. you're saying you're Profitable getting no a... profit. Oh god.
0: And you were saying you'd get the right. 109 is what you said you were going to get? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Have, have it's you just like I said my team is really not great in that league. I mean, I got some wide receivers, but it's just it feels like by the time Sanders hits his peak um no, maybe my wide receivers will be good.
1: Yeah, I'm a. Hold I am I do not know off. what my draft picks are, Shane. If I have a second or not, I forget in that one. Uh, look at mine because I I don't really need wide receivers. I'm pretty pretty set there. I mean, I wouldn't mind drafting a wide receiver or running back, but I might be able to swing a deal with you. But here's the thing: I, I remember taking Sanders at the 103 last year. Yeah, uh, that's really freaking high. That's you know that's where Clyde Edwards Hilaire, one of the best quarterbacks, is landing right now. I I don't. You're not profiting if you take the 109
2: in yeah. my opinion you're right you're right you're right yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna reject that although we did see Tyreek Hill go for two second round picks and marvin jones <laughs> are you <laughs> serious no. no.
1: no. ziggler got that didn't he did he yeah, get Kill? yeah. Uh, so everybody wants that guy to get the emperor's pot you know if he wins again this year if he beats me again this year
0: why does everybody you a
1: ton of money withheld for two two wins in a row
0: so you're being a smart ass uh, though by saying everybody wants him to win that right
1: Feels like I'm sarcastic. Like, why would you want it? Why would you give him a sweetheart deal? Do you want him to win again? That's funny.
0: So, hey, it is now time to bring in our guest. So, while Jeremy go try to get Joe in here, and Shane tell everybody about our patron account.
2: Hey, we got a patron account where you come and listen to this show but uncensored, then you also get the patron special episode. every week yeah that too that's a special <laughs> bonus episode so you get two episodes a week at least sometimes you get three but most time you definitely not most time all the time you get two uh you get to group me chat and you get the uh i don't know some other shit so get and join become a patron <laughs> I mean, the biggest thing <laughs> you, you get, get it Nah, true. I mean, you get the, you get the group me chat, which has been off the wall draft season, but it's usually off the wall anyway. And like I said, the, uh, extra podcasts and from what I've been told, uh, listening to this podcast afterwards, um, listen to the uncensored version uh, you can't go back to listening to the censored version for whatever reason
0: <laughs> and already yeah. just in the short amount of time we've already recorded tonight I have four things I have to delete so or at least uh, edit um, alright cool well yeah so go check out our Patreon account and now we're going to bring in our guest Joe Dolan we're, we're back now and we have our guest Joe Dolan is here um, thank you Joe for joining us
3: it's great to be here, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Um, obviously, uh, I, I clearly took time out of an exceptionally busy schedule going out and socializing <laughs> with the entire world to be here with you guys tonight. Uh, uh, now, uh, this is actually, this is the most socializing I've done with anybody not named my wife uh, in, in quite some time. So I appreciate, <laughs> appreciate you guys having me on here. Um, I hope you don't mind. I have a white claw with me. Um, it's 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 only my first one, and I can't feel them until I have my fifth one anyway. So it, it doesn't matter. But uh, this is just this is just my uh, the the thing that wet my whistle during the uh, during the podcast, I guess. But uh, no, it's good to be with you guys. Thanks so much. I hope you guys are uh, doing as bad as well as you can possibly do in these in these times that we're having. But I, I'm excited to talk some ball. I've gotten pretty optimistic this week. Maybe that's just being naive, but I've gotten pretty optimistic that we're going to see some ball at some point this fall. Um, so um, I've been excited to just kind of keep grinding, keep my nose to the grindstone, if you will. Uh, I, I've been I've been uh, I've been really uh, grinding, especially on the rookie class, which well, makes sense that I'm on a dynasty podcast. Then, so i really, <laughs> uh, really just happy to be here. So uh, thanks for uh, talking to me.
0: Absolutely. You know, it's funny when you say about uh, being excited about it, uh, we're getting the, the NFL schedules getting released tomorrow, right?
3: It's a it three
2: is- hour show.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> no, um, but, uh, but
0: but just the fact that we're getting a schedule is a really good sign as well, you know?
3: Well, as long as you don't get the spoil sports who complain about the schedule being released, like that the NFL has the audacity to oh. act <laughs> like things might be normal in four months. I mean... I don't, I don't really get into all that. I, I I will tell you this, though. I miss sports. I miss them dearly. I am yeah. not going to watch a three-hour NFL schedule. Show. That's not <laughs> nah, going to happen.
2: Nah. And well, I, the, one I, thing, <laughs> it's already been leaked out, is that uh, they're canceling all the international games so there's Mm -hmm. no london games there's no mexico game uh the eagles were looking like they had a shot to go to mexico i was gonna maybe go down to mexico because i'd never been but i guess i'll have to go another year
0: Uh, i'm glad they're not doing the international games i don't like them i i don't i I enjoy
2: waking up at nine in the morning (laughs) and then there's football on like i like that too
3: i really like the 9 a.m game because i do the sirius xm game day show on sundays from one to seven and it it is a very great appetizer for the rest of the day to have a game uh, in in the bag before I go on that show. So I, I I will admit I will miss the 9 a.m. Eastern game this year. Uh, those of you on the West Coast, if any of you are on the West Coast, probably not missing it as much. But, uh, <laughs> but that, the 9 a.m. game, I will miss. I, I, I miss being able to watch a full game early in the morning.
0: That's so yeah. funny because I didn't really think about it. Yeah, we talk about the 9 a.m. They're getting it at 6 a.m. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. Well, screw them though because they get nine a.m. games the rest of the year. So I don't, I don't or what ten a.m. Yeah, whatever. Screw them. They live on the West Coast. I don't. I don't feel bad for them at all.
0: So Joe, we no. kind of we kind of jumped into everything. But uh, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself before we go on to everything else?
3: Okay, uh, I will, I would love to. Uh, my name is Joe Dolan. Um, if you're not familiar with me, and many of you are not, um, I am the owner and managing editor, co-owner. And managing editor of a new venture in the fantasy sports industry, fantasypoints.com. I know you had my colleague, Grant Barfield, on uh, just some time ago on the podcast. And uh, I'm a 11-year. Uh, this is going to be my 12th season working full-time in fantasy football. Um, and this is, uh, uh, this is the new venture that we started a couple of years ago when it was evident that the old venture that many of us were part of, myself, John Hanson, Tom Brawley, and erstwhile Graham barfield were part of it are it was evident that um things just weren't we they just weren't copacetic with us um Mm. we needed to go out and we needed to find ourselves a little bit and you know i don't want to bore people with the with the details like that the 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 details of You know my personal growth nobody really gives a crap about that but if you do um i have a welcome letter up at fantasypoints.com that explains all that stuff but this was something that's been in the works for some time um and we we couldn't do it last year for whatever reason and tom brawley and i broke off and did the fantasy free agents because we are quite literally free agents we weren't getting paid to do anything um and uh now we've signed a long-term contract with fantasypoints.com um, if you just allow me to plug it right now, very simple. If you go to fantasypoints.com, very easy to remember, because um, we make points about fantasy to help you score fantasy points. You see, <laughs> there's the double on yeah. there. <laughs> That's um, awesome. <laughs> so if you go there um, and you, you can sign up for free, uh, we eventually will become premium subscription. We initially had planned to be a fully premium website. But with uh, we, we, of course, when we conceived this idea many months ago, we did not plan to launch at what was essentially the peak of a, a localized of a, of a localized uh, a breakout of a global pandemic. We did not expect that um, unfor- you know, even the best laid plans, you know, like we, we, we couldn't really couldn't really do anything about that one. So we decided you know, people are out of work we want to get eyeballs on our work. We're going to launch for free. Um, And we do eventually plan on flipping the switch when it's evident there's going to be an NFL season. And I'm optimistic of that. Um, I think you guys obviously are as well, but um, we we, we will flip the switch. But right now you can sign up for free and read everything on the website, which includes Greg Cosell's NFL draft guide, which we thought was a big selling point for us. So if you guys go there, you can, you can see all our work from me, Grant Barfield, Scott Barrett, Tom Browley, John Hanson, um it's a great team um my sales pitch is over though <laughs> we, we, let's get into some of the meat and potatoes which we certainly have a lot of uh, up at the website well i can
2: give i can give you a, uh, just a little pitch right now because i actually um i do I, i'm a podcast subscriber um and i actually just subscribed to the site today officially subscribed not the free subscription um i think today might have been the first day that that was an option um so i've literally
3: far, launched like as we're recording this, about forty minutes ago. Uh, okay, so I must <laughs> be their first. Yeah, so that's, that's not that's not like one hundred percent public yet because we wanted to do a soft, oh, so we, oh, we our oh, system shit. didn't get overwhelmed. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> no, let's, this is viral marketing, right? <laughs> like people are gonna listen to this. Like, wait a minute yeah, oh, wait a minute, Dolan wants to take my money? Let me go give it to him. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, so uh, they're, they're um, like literally like less than an hour ago, we actually gave people the option to pay. And um, I, I, I play video games. Um, I'm not like, you know, I wouldn't call myself a gamer. I don't know what that means. Uh, like people, people, like I don't. Living. You're a gamer. <laughs> Just, yeah, I, I, I play them. Um, uh, but like I, I liken it to pre-ordering a video game. If yeah. you order our website now, even though you can read the whole thing for free, you're not getting anything for your money now, but what, if you do pay now, you get a 30% off subscription rate off of our base price. So um, if you pay now, that's that's the incentive because we will go full price once we actually flip the switch. So we have a very special launch discount for our full package and just our season long package. And we have two packages because DFS and gambling is included in our full package. So. Um, we, we wanted to make sure things were simple. I think one of the things we really liked is I thought we were coming in pretty underpriced on the rest of the industry. You can get everything on our website for $70 right now, which I, I understand You know, for some people that's that's tough right now. And that's why we wanted to launch for free. Uh, but I, I still think that's a really good price compared to what some others are offering, especially with the team we have. So um, that, that's, that's what we're doing. But that is the end of my sales pitch. I am not a salesman. <laughs> Um, I, I like to sell my work as uh, like thinking that my work speaks for itself, and that's why we have uh, people available for. I don't
1: subscribe to a lot of sites. Only a, only a couple, maybe three. Um, in total Uh, but I I will subscribe to this um, because of all the great people that are involved in it and some of our friends and Scott Barrett and a guy that we're uh, in a league with who kicked our ass this past year in Graham Barfield I I think it's a a great site I've checked it out already under the free thing and it's something that we'll definitely make sure our listeners are aware of for sure.
2: And I, I did read, uh, it's pretty cool. I read Greg Cosell's uh, draft guide, then, you know, Graham's yards uh, created, and then Joe's rankings, and then the staff rankings. And, and Yeah, like you said, Joe, it's all great writers. Um, Joe's uh, obviously a great writer, awesome on his podcast. So it's a good site. Not that, you know, I'm a shell for them. But, you know, there's <laughs> sites I don't like, and then there's some that I don't. And it was like crack. They got you hooked for free. Um, and then it's like, all right, well, you, at some point you can't get it for free anymore. So it's like, well, if you can get this thing, discount crack
0: now, Oh my gosh. All right. All right. All right. Come Wait, back. Come back. Come back. So, <laughs> so Joe, so yeah. So Joe, Joe reading your stuff,
1: Joe's an award winning rank ranker. I mean, people know Joe in ranking fantasy football players. I, I mean, first of all, my question is how and why, like not everybody is good at it. How do you do that? You know why have you been so successful and then shane has a bunch of questions about some of your rankings with of course rookies because we are a dynasty football podcast and we're drafting like crazy right now and that's at the forefront of everyone's mind listening to this
3: so i think the funny part is you're referring to the fantasy pros rankings and um what i've done uh over the number of years and, and people are like what's your secret my secret is i have no secret the secret is i think we're just kind of good at it either that or we're really lucky but the fact that our rankings have finished number one twice in the past five seasons pre-draft, and were top three or top five, I think another season, mm-hmm. I think I think eventually that that just shows that there's a track record because they allow a hundred plus guys to rank on there. Yeah. And um, and what I think that means is uh, for l- l- let me just throw this out there because I have to, I have to advise people because I get tweets all the time. You know, hey, I signed up at Fantasy Points, Joe. Where are your rankings? I don't want your sites rankings. I want your <laughs> rankings. And my secret is they've always been my sites rankings. Um, and I, I, I'm I, just the lucky guy who was – who had my name on the rankings that have been submitted to fantasy pros. Now that's not to say I don't have significant impact in, uh, or input into those rankings, sure. yeah. but they've always been site rankings. When, when I was at fantasy guru last year, when I was with fantasy free agents, and then of course, even though I haven't put them up yet, uh, this year at fantasy points, the secret is that they are a collaborative effort and it's John Hansen very much will go in. Hey, Here's the first draft, and it's, boom, I chime in. Tom Brawley chimes in. Graham chimes in. Scott chimes in. And it's, man, you got to bump this guy up. This guy has too many catches. This guy has too few catches. You have this guy projected to play too many games. You know, he's coming off of sports hernia, something like that. And it's just a series of checks and balances. And do we start with a baseline formula? Yes. But I think... You know, John Han- one of the things John always taught me when I got into the fantasy industry, and I've worked with and for John Hansen since two thousand nine, the whole zig while others zag kind of kind of uh, philosophy, which I think is harder to do in fantasy because the, the market is so saturated with overly smart people. And it's not just people who are lucky enough to have a platform like I have, but there's very smart people who are just grinding away on Twitter who are really freaking good at this. As a matter of fact, that's how we found Grant Barfield. Like, I mean, Graham hmm. just built up his following just by, literally just by like tweeting out the work he was doing. Um, and, and like a lot of people have this, a complex formula that I'm not knocking like that, you know, you could say, Oh crap, the Carolina Panthers added Robbie Anderson. Let me pop him in here, run a projection. And then in 10 minutes later, it spits out a projection. That's, that's very valuable, but I think the human element is kind of what has separated us and it's worked to this point and i think and i think that's why people have signed up for the website per, in droves honestly mostly because of john's reputation but also because of our, our our guys because i think our ability to convey what we're thinking in a conversational easy to digest tone is really important to people and and i think that's that's kind of carried over into our rankings i think they make sense that yeah. like that's the thing it's like I, when i look at them and when uh, everybody's had their input they make sense and I, I, I it's it's like the whole thing with with pornography right like the whole <laughs> oh you know it when you see it when it comes to pornography i know our rankings make sense when i see them and i'm looking at them and i'm like you know what yeah they make sense I, that i wish i could tell you more of a secret than that but that's kind of the secret i i don't have a secret a, a button i push where i'm like generate the number one overall rankings if i if i did i'd win a lot more high stakes leagues than i do you know because you still and that's that's the other funny part with rankings right you have to actually use them the right way you know just having the right pre-draft rankings doesn't guarantee you a championship i was very successful in best ball the last couple years but you know if you're trying to win a high stakes league or something like that you need to do other things Um, Sometimes I'm not exactly the best at taking my own advice, which is really funny, but like, I wish I could tell you I had the easy button. I don't, Um, but it's just that collaborative effort. And I think that's what people are paying for at Fantasy Points. So um, that's what I missed. I missed having that atmosphere and we've gotten it back. So I'm really excited about it.
1: Very cool.
0: That is really cool. And, and the fact that it, all those people come together to get that, that one ranking list that way, it works. And with Shane, Shane wanted to ask you about a couple of these players where he was like, oh, well, Joe is higher or lower than what I thought. But now when he asks you these questions, it's going to be more about all of you guys together or higher or lower on some of these players.
1: Yeah, consensus, context of the consensus, but still very interesting yeah and i just i looked at a couple that
2: um joe's are just a little and it's not like there's not wide deviation it's not like grams one on somebody and then dolan comes in at like 70 because that would be <laughs> really fun um but also a little concerning um so you do you are a little higher on aj dylan uh than the rest of the team over there uh is there something in particular that you you like about him because you have him at eighth overall running back
3: yeah so um i'm not very sure this is for dynasty rankings by the way um right. and um this is not something where i'm like man aj dylan boy do i love this because i think a lot of, especially packer fans were really troubled by what they did in the <laughs> draft but i see aj dylan and i see somebody who's six foot 250 pounds and matt lafleur was the offensive coordinator in tennessee in 2018 when midway through the season tennessee scrapped the deon lewis derrick henry split backfield and just entirely went with derrick henry and they figured out that derrick henry is far better getting 18 carries than he is getting nine carries there, there's just a handful of players like that in the nfl and they're old school backs and derrick henry's one of them adrian peterson's another there's just, those guys who just are better when they get more carries um, I think DeMarco Murray was one of those guys back in the day. And AJ Dillon, I think Matt LaFleur is looking at him and says, that's Derrick Henry. And hmm. maybe not exactly. Derrick Henry's a complete exactly. freak. Right. AJ Dillon's only a, a somewhat of a freak. He's not a plotter <laughs> by any stretch. Um, Approximation. Yeah. So AJ Dillon, I'm just thinking here look, Aaron Jones, right now he's their number one. Jamal Williams is a pretty good number two. But both of those guys are on the final year of the rookie contracts and everything the Packers did. They drafted a backup quarterback, a plotting running or not a plotting, but a but a foundational type running back and a, and essentially a fullback with their first three picks. Matt LaFleur wants to run the football. So A.J. Dillon, I know pro football focus was really down on him because of his lack of ability in the passing game. But our guy Greg Cosell at Fantasy Points liked Dillon for what he is. I think there's a good chance in 2021 that this guy's getting 175-200 carries. I don't know what that means for Aaron Jones. I, I wish I did. I know Aaron Jones dynasty owners are a little shook by what went down in the NFL draft. But if Dylan is useless this year, I think he'll be useful in 2021. And I think there's an outside shot they just scrap Jamal Williams' role and roll with Dylan and and um, Aaron Jones, which would which would be at least interesting. I know it was not a great draft for Aaron Jones owners, certainly not for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> but um, AJ Dillon, I thought was, was somebody who with the, the, they used a premium pick on him. He has the similarities in size and kind of mentality to Derrick Henry. It was pretty obvious what, what the Packers were thinking when they made that pick.
2: Yeah. And Aaron Jones, just the Packers aren't fans of paying their running backs um, just historically. So yeah, there's a pretty much a, 98 percent chance i'd say aaron jones is out of there and any most nfl franchises aren't about paying the running backs their second contracts anymore um another guy um and again you're just a little higher than the rest of the team zach moss he's a guy that i haven't been able to buy in on but you you do have him at nine anything good you can tell us about him
3: well it's kind of plug and play um and this is again I, it's going to sound like all I'm doing is plugging Greg Hosell's draft guide but he's really <laughs> freaking good at this so uh Greg Greg put out 90 plus scouting reports uh during before the draft he's actually also sent us about 15 to 20 more so we're going to push an update to the draft guide uh, but when I was reading about Zach Moss he said uh, and, and I'm paraphrasing but this is close to exactly what he said and said, when you watch Zach Moss on film, there are elements of Frank Gore in his game. Hmm. Where does he get drafted? Buffalo, which just lost Frank Gore. And we have Brandon Bean going on SiriusXM NFL Radio and saying, yeah, we kind of saw him. Somebody's going to play the Frank Gore role. Frank Gore's vacating 175 touches. So, unfortunately, this is bad news for Devin Singletary. But I see Zach Moss has a window to 170 to, to 175 touches. Now, I didn't love Moss, but if you were to tell me a guy's going to get 170 touches, 100, 150 touches at the running back position, that's instantly somebody who should be on your fantasy radar. And right. look, if Devin Singletary were to go down, that becomes 275 touches. So wow. Zach Moss at nine, you know, I, I, I wonder what the upside is because Josh Allen is the goal line back there. I wonder what the upside is, but I think Zach Moss has a built-in role. They already plan on on rotating him with Devin Singletary. And look, they I consider this day and age a third round pick. That's a premium pick on a running back. And they drafted him in the third round. They're going to use him.
0: You know, those two were two of the guys that jumped out to Shane, but for yourself, were there any other running backs that you might be higher on than the rest of the community is?
3: Yeah, so um this was now this is I did my rankings before the the word that Marshawn Lynch could be talking to the Seahawks and and that just as a football fan I want to see Marshawn back with Seattle. Um, I know he's going to, I know it'll make Seahawks Twitter's brains explode. At least the <laughs> Seahawks Twitter seems to have a a, 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 an extensive faction of running backs don't matter people. And watching their brains meltdown on Twitter is always entertaining to me. Um, especially, you know, Marshawn averaged like two and a half yards a carry last year <laughs> in the playoffs. And he was still getting a bunch of the carries, but, I was pretty high on DJ Dallas when he landed yeah. in that spot because he's a he's a downhill hard nose kind of no frills. Like he's one of those guys you you put the tape on and you instantly knew, all right, this guy's one cut downhill, he's going to lower his shoulder and he's going to try to run you over. And that's a Seattle running back. And when I looked at DJ Dallas, I didn't know anything about him honestly until Seattle drafted him to be uh, I'll be completely frank. But when I looked at DJ Dallas, I'm like He's a fourth-round pick, okay? Not a premium pick. So if you're high on Chris Carson, all right, you can say that's not too bad. You know, Rashad Penny coming off the ACL, but eh, it was a fourth-round pick. They very well could have drafted J.K. Dobbins in the second round, and we're like, uh-oh, and J.K. Dobbins is a third-round pick for fantasy. But if you want the evidence that DJ Dallas can be relevant in Seattle, you don't have to look any farther than Chris Carson. Chris Carson was a seventh round rookie who was an afterthought after the draft, you know, because like even at the running back position, people don't think about seventh round picks. You know, it's like it's the the first, second, third, and maybe even sometimes the fourth round where you're like, all right, we got to pay attention to these guys. But Chris Carson came in there, won the starting job as a rookie because he was most impressive in camp. He got hurt. Because he got hurt, they didn't know what they had, or they felt they didn't know what they had, so they drafted Rashad Penny in the first round the next year. What does Carson do? He comes out and beats out Penny uh, for the job, beats out a first-round pick. The the Seahawks don't care about draft capital, and that's at any position. They care about who's going to be out there and who's going to produce for them. So Carson's coming off an injury, second time in three years, a major injury. Penny's coming off an ACL. Who knows about Marshawn Lynch? Travis Homer, they kind of have, have fingered, I think, as a as a third down back. He actually played with Dallas in Miami, um, and I look at Dallas like if, if there's a, a a training camp in the in in anywhere close to the traditional sense, if this guy impresses, and I don't know that he will, we're guessing here, but if he impresses, they're going to give him carries. So everything about Seattle's history suggests the players who earn snaps play, and and DJ yeah. Dallas. Could fit that bill, and, and I and this was a pure situation type ranking. I like the style of the player for what Seattle does. That's why I'm higher on DJ Dallas than the rest of our staff. Marshawn would throw a wrench into that, but I still think he's got an opportunity to earn carries.
1: It's funny too because it wasn't that long ago we had an undrafted an undrafted free agent in Thomas Rawls starting for the Seattle exactly. Seahawks. I mean, you could just that's their you, you hit the nail on the head that is their mo if if the guy can play football and he he wins the job he's going to play regardless of the draft capital or anything else
2: kind of makes you wonder why they even spent a first round pick on penny like you don't know your head coach you know what i that mean was
3: such a weird pick um because like frankly because now i don't want to get into the oh you should never draft a running back in the first round debate i mean they i it's so tired, but I thought that was a weird pick anyway because I didn't think Penny was a first-round prospect. And, you know, Jonathan Taylor, for instance, this year, went in the second round. That's an illustration of the fact that the league has at least, maybe not on the same level as, as football analytics enthusiasts, but the NFL has devalued the running back position because 10 years ago, Jonathan Taylor first-round pick. Yeah, At 10 years ago, DeAndre Swift's a first-round pick. Yeah. And like so you you look at that and say all right, Jonathan Taylor was a first round prospect, but he went in the second because he's a running back. Rashad Penny went in the first round and I didn't think he was a first round prospect. So that was a weird pick from the get go for me. Remember Nick Chubb went in this. Imagine if they had drafted Nick Chubb. (laughs) there. You know, like, I mean, Nick Chubb's a problem. I mean, Nick Chubb's great anyway, but it was just a weird pick to me. And I'm sure, I'm sure Seahawks fans could do a four hour podcast about the Rashad Penny pick in general, but, um, but yeah, that, that pick in, and of itself absent the discussion of running backs don't matter. uh, uh, talk absent that discussion that was a weird pick even on even if you think running backs are the most important position in football which obviously they're not um that was a weird pick to me so yeah that that one's just very different
0: (laughs) well for for wide receivers Shane already made a comment to you when you first came on tonight about Jalen Rager but I know you wanted to talk about that Shane right
2: well, yeah, no, I just uh, on this, you know, again, on the fantasy uh, point site, checking out the rankings and uh, you're the closest one to being correct. You got Rager <laughs> too. Um, so why isn't he one for you though? We're, you know, let's, let's do a positive. So w- is there something that you like or what do you specifically like about Rager? Well,
3: I here's say? the thing. I, I, I presume you're high on Jalen Rager because I hear a Philly accent. Yeah. <laughs> um, except, uh, I was high up before. You can, you, you can take a mouth. sip of water while I. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, I'm a southeastern Pennsylvania guy. I'm from the Lehigh Valley, so don't worry. <laughs> um. So, but I, I am not the highest of our staff. That's graham Barfield, who does have him at one. I just oh, thought Jerry man. Judy was a far, was was was, was I, all right. Far superiors is wrong. I think Jerry Judy's a superior prospect. Um. But jalen reger to me when i I, I, I was a late comer on him in the draft process just like in terms of somebody would slip through the cracks and then i turned on some of his film and i'm like this is gonna sound ridiculous i could see some odell beckham there like just some Mm -hmm. of the catches that this guy made. he jumped out of the building at the combine. Um, he uh, now apparently put on 15 pounds at the combine. He was up to like 205. He probably wants to play around 195. I I would guess, but he's 5'11, you know, around 200 pounds. That's Odell Beckham size. An unbelievable ability to high point the ball. Probably an underrated route runner. Had to deal with the most effing miserable quarterback play I've seen all year. I mean, it was so bad. Terrible. Um, And so I wonder if he and Carson Wentz are going to be able to kind of. Uh, commiserate on that. Hey, dude, I had the worst wide receivers in football last year. Jalen Rager like, hey, man, did you see my quarterback? And like, maybe they'll grow <laughs> up on, on that. Uh, but look, I, I see an, an opportunity here for Jalen Rager to come in. But the reason I don't necessarily have him at one for Dynasty, and again, I have him at two, so I'm not low on him, is I wonder if his impact is going to be more in the theoretical sense than in the statistical sense, in that The Eagles, you can make the argument that two of the Eagles' three best receivers, if not their two best receivers, are still Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. So those two guys are going to play. And one of the problems for them last year, though, was they didn't have anybody who could run who the defense was scared of. You know, Nelson Aguilar could run, but he couldn't catch. Um, He was more of an after-the-catch guy than a deep threat anyway. Defenses aren't scared of Nelson Aguilar. They would have been scared of Deshaun Jackson. I I stand by the fact that I think Deshaun Jackson would have had a monstrous year if he had stayed healthy. He scored two touchdowns in week one. Hmm. Um, But he basically only played one game. Deshaun is back, so they're hoping he's healthy. And I just wonder if Rager's impact, running down the field, posts, corners, uh, doing jet sweep action. The Eagles, Doug Peterson used to love to do that with Nelson Aguilar, uh, just to try to create touches for somebody who was good after the catch, or good with the ball in his hands, rather. I wonder if they're going to do that with Jalen Rager. The, the, the I call it the chess pass, the Rams, the little pop pass that they throw to Cooper Cup all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if they'll do things like that with Jalen Rager, just to, to, to expand the playbook. And I wonder if Jalen Rager could, let's say, catch 50 passes for 750 yards and just be a game-changing type player for the Eagles, even if he isn't a game-changer for fantasy. So that's where I'm looking at it like that, understanding that they're going to use Ertz and they are going to use Goddard. I mean, on the high end, could I see Rager going for 1,000 yards this year? Sure, I could. Um, And that's why I rank him aggressively. He obviously has way more opportunity, or at least the – the 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 visage of opportunity way more than somebody like cd Lamb has, but <laughs> I, I but I do think Rager may, might be more uh, uh, a useful player in the abstract than in terms of just somebody catching nine, 10 passes a game. Too, I really had more fun watching him than I anticipated. Just the 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 ability of seeing a guy who's five eleven go up and make acrobatic catches. You know it gets you excited these days. You know, like like with the Odell Beckham, and the guy can run too. So uh, it's something the Eagles sorely needed. I completely understand the Eagles taking him over Justin Jefferson. I Thank totally you. understand
2: <laughs> Just I mean, Jefferson ran what ninety percent of his his routes from the slot last year, mm-hmm. and more, uh, than that, by the way. more than that. Yeah, and everyone talks about well, he didn't do it as much as in twenty eighteen. Well, he wasn't as good in twenty eighteen either. So. <laughs> you know. And the Eagles desperately need outside re- receivers. They don't need slot receivers when you have Goddard and Ertz out there. They're running the the routes that slot receivers are going to run. That are going to you know they'll get 10, 15 yards. It's not a problem for those guys. But you do need that one guy that can get you forty yards on
3: one play. Yeah, and, he's a fun um,
2: player. Yeah, I do like that Odell Beckham comp though. That's the first time I've thought and, I thought mean, about look,
3: it. I'm not trying to tell you the guy's Odell Beckham. Like, right. you, know, you but you, you see elements of his game that remind you of Odell Beckham, the ability to go up and get the ball, play like a bigger receiver, even though you're small and fast. And I think, you know, I'd much rather, let, let's say, I'd much rather have a, a smaller guy who plays surprisingly big than a big guy who plays surprisingly small. Oh, <laughs> um, God. Yeah, like, so, for instance, last year the the Eagles drafted J.J. Ortega Whiteside in the second round. And the big thing that everybody talked about with White Whiteside, oh, my God, he's great with contested catches. But my buddy Scott Barrett, who's with us at Fantasy Points, raised the postulation that, wait a minute, if a guy's really good on contested catches in college, does that mean he never gets open?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it sounds like and i was like you know what that's a good point (laughs) like you know like all these guys like you you talk josh Dotson's another example and i know he's had injuries but when i watch josh Dotson coming out of tcu i'm this guy looks like f and dennis rodman out there grabbing you know high high point in the ball and and then you're like he gets to the nfl and he can't get open and then you're like "Hmm, maybe maybe we should have seen that
2: yeah contested catches are that's great um end zone you know just short routes but yeah you would like to see some separation there i mean nikhil harry kind of showed that last year too and again it could be so it could have been partly injury partly not knowing the playbook who knows but it just looked like he couldn't separate either and it does seem to be something we should pay more attention to Henry Ruggs, so he's a guy that I've come around on very late in the process. I say late, it, it's May, but we've been doing, you know, startup <laughs> totally and drinks for three months now. So uh, <laughs> how about Henry Ruggs? Because I initially thought he was nothing but a vertical threat.
1: Well, it's not only that, Shane, uh, um, Joe, we talked to a lot of people. We've had guests on here, you know, our buddies, our metrics, friends, just people don't seem to love Henry Ruggs. And they always talked about, well, you know what, if he's a first or second round pick and he goes to this team, you know, landing spot, you're going to have to think, you know, more seriously about Henry Ruggs. But a lot of guys just in Dynasty did not like Henry Ruggs, um, but you guys have him ranked really high. That's interesting.
3: Yeah, I think uh, uh, people. I think people worry about the Ted Ginn factor here, um, and obviously, hey, look, Ted Ginn's 35 years old. He's he's playing in the NFL for like his 13th year, but he was never a great fantasy guy. Uh, and I think if you're uh, if you're a scarred Raiders fan, you're thinking of Darius Hayward Bay. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing: watching rugs. This to me, this was this was a pick that made Al proud. There's no doubt about it. The guy had the fastest forty at the combine, and then they drafted him over guys like Judy and Lamb and Reger and Jefferson, who were more productive receivers in college. You know, that's an Al pick. But I don't think this is the DHB effort. We're going deep, you know, type of <laughs> draft. Pick. This because first and foremost, nobody likes throwing the deep ball less than Derek Carr, except maybe Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> so. um so Derek Carr, even though he's got the arm to do it, he doesn't like doing it a whole lot. I think the Raiders saw a player here who they can manufacture touches. I think they they see they see a, a Debo Samuel with a V eight engine, you know, somebody like that who can also go deep. And um, Henry Ruggs is a way more polished route runner than he gets credit for. Here I go with the with uh, with name dropping Greg Cosell again, but he's so freaking good at this. He <laughs> dropped an Isaac Bruce comp on Henry Ruggs. Oh so, great. But, yeah, somebody who's just nice. who just looks the part of just a really good route runner who can get down the field, um, and that's an element of his game. This is not a straight line player. This is not, and I think people underrate Deshaun Jackson because he's a way better route runner than people give him credit for. But he, I don't think he's Deshaun Jackson. I think there's going to be elements of that to his game, and I, but I think there is also going to be elements of Debo Samuel. I also think there are going to be elements of of uh, a Julian Edelman somebody who's really good out of the slot I think he can play all these positions that's why mm-hmm. he was the first wide receiver drafted I understand why some people are like wait a minute why couldn't he – you know, like, he he wasn't even the second most productive receiver on Alabama last year because Devontae Smith was, who's going to be – that's a name to watch for for 2021, obviously you guys would know. But um, <laughs> Jerry Judy, obviously, dominating Devontae Smith. And there's valid questions there, but this is a really good player, I think. The Raiders draft – there's high-end draft capital. He's going to start from day one. The question is, though, with the Raiders – and the reason I have him at four for Dynasty, which was actually the second highest of our entire club – Uh, at fantasy points was the reason I'm fourth is, is he going to get enough targets? And, you know, I just talked about Alabama, but they have Hunter Renfro there. They have Tyrell Williams. They have Darren Waller. They have, they have Foster Moreau. They drafted Brian Edwards, a a player out of South Carolina. A lot of folks really like, is he going to get enough targets? It it, could this again, like I said, with Rager, could this be a very impactful player for the offense, but he catches 50 passes for 750 yards.
1: I like the pick for I, I like Ruggs going there because the Raiders were clearly uh Gruden and Mayock were clearly enamored of Ruggs and and tickled to death that they drafted him and that was their guy and and they were fine with you know missing out you know not getting the other receivers I mean and um you know Ruggs while he can go deep we've seen that you know that's not what he did at Alabama most of the time I mean he was a he was an after the catch guy they got him involved in different ways um you know I, I don't think he's the joker since they have boden but they're certainly going to try to get the get him involved and we just we waver in our drafts where we rank henry ruggs even in these rookie drafts i i took him in a, finally took him in one um, i just didn't care anymore i figured you know what i'm going to get a share of henry ruggs but um i i don't even truly know where to value him right now and some of what you said is part of why it's uh how are they going to use him? they have a lot of bodies to catch the ball now but he's too exciting and and just just seeing how excited Gruden was made me wanna you know a share of Henry
0: Ruggs.
3: Fun player. I mean, he's gonna make some electric plays this year. There's no doubt.
0: That team is all excited all over the place. You know, uh, the opposite of what you're talking about with Ruggs. There's a player that is pretty high in a lot of people's dynasty um, rankings and drafts and stuff. But you seem to have him a little bit lower. And Shane wanted to ask you about that guy. Sure
2: lead it in. Like, I don't know how to ask a question.
0: Well, I'm not. You're you the one you're you the one. To? Well, if you're on mute and there's this dead air space, I'm going to do he it that it way out. so that you can ask your question. He cuts <laughs>
1: that out. He doesn't show him uh, electroshocking you in the
2: movie.
0: It's just, you You keep out. muting You keep muting, and then there's dead air, so I'm trying to get you to okay, ask your okay, question. Breathe. Breathe. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back. Are oh you going way. to
1: ask about T. Higgins? Oh yeah, my I just wanted God. to know.
0: Yeah
2: again, and apparently it's a fantasy guru alumni thing because you and John Hanson both hate him. Um, you have him outside of your top 10. You actually have him as 11th. Uh, what is it that you don't like?
3: Well, it, again, this is a, this is, he, T is a victim of a, an overly deep wide receiver group. Um, I The one thing I do wonder about T Higgins, th- and he did not run at the combine. I thought that was a little telling because there was a lot of buzz that he wasn't going to test very well. Uh, apparently, he did not test very well at his pro day. Uh, I I, 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 can't, I can't 100% verify this, but I I did see a link that seemed justifiable that said his 10-yard split would have been in, like, the second percentile when he ran his 40. And I, I wonder if he's going to be one of those contested catch – Guys yeah. that just can't separate at the next level, and that hurt me because uh, a I'm moving to Clemson next year, uh, and b um, I, I saw an exciting player in Higgins, like somebody who made plays after the catch. I saw a tough-nosed football player, um, but I also wonder early on is he going to get targets? Now, where the Bengals drafted him, 33rd overall, that indicates to me that they view him as their successor. X stage, Green. So yeah, they obviously liked him a lot. I just had some questions about him, and I and I wonder how useful he's going to be as a rookie for fantasy. And he landed in spots where, like, for instance, Denzel Mims, who I have ahead of him, way more opportunity right now. Uh, I, yeah. I put – this probably is my most controversial one. I put Antonio Gandy-Golden ahead of him. Way more opportunity, I think, as a rookie. So that hmm. those were some of the factors in there. But uh, I do wonder if Higgins is going to be a guy who's going to struggle to separate in the NFL. I just hope he's not Auden Tate slow. They already have him. Yes, yes, that's that's the other thing. And you know, Tate's one of those guys. There, there, there's a place for him in the NFL, but he's never going to catch seventy five passes. He's, right. He just can't separate enough. I don't think Higgins is like that, but I do have I do have some questions about.
0: It. It's funny too, because kind of like with the running backs, I was just going to ask you if there was a wide receiver that you think uh, it, more than other people think about, and you just mentioned somebody just now.
3: Oh, yeah, and Gandy Golden, um, this great opportunity. Again, not somebody who ran very well, um, but look at Washington's wide receiver depth chart. It's Terry McLaurin and Stephen Sims. (laughs)
2: There's Calvin Harmon and...
3: Yeah, Steven Sims. Like uh, the, yeah. Who was who the white guy I drafted a bunch of last year? Trey
2: Quinn. Oh, yeah, Trey Quinn.
3: Uh, I <laughs> drafted him a ton because I'm like, well, they need a slot receiver. Turns out the slot receiver actually did something with Steven Sims, and he did that at the end of the year. So, um, so they have nothing there at wide receiver. By the way, they also have nothing at tight end. People are talking up Thaddeus Moss, who was a UDFA. So, I mean, they have nothing. So I think Gandy Golden's got opportunity. Um, So he's somebody who I think, just in terms of landing spot, like for instance, if T. Higgins went to Washington, T. Higgins is probably like sixth on my board at wide receiver. It's just, it's just with Gandy Golden, the opportunity is just appealing.
0: It's funny. I got Gandy Golden in a draft yesterday in the sixth round of a rookie draft.
3: (laughs) He
0: He was still sitting there and I was like, okay, I'll
3: take him. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That's insane.
2: I see him in, you know, generally he's, he's available in every third round and in the fourth round, you know, he's the one of the wide receivers. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take a shot on this guy, but usually, um, you know, DJ Dallas or, uh, uh, the guy from, geez, I can't remember his name now. The, we were just talking about him, the Raiders guy, Bowden. Bowden oh yeah, Jr. Bowden. Yeah. Oh yeah,
3: who I have no idea what to do with him for fantasy, but he's a know, running back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's gonna play some wildcat quarterback. He'll play some receiver. Who, who knows? It's just like Antonio yeah, Gibson. Um, they have nothing else at pass catcher. So even if he's a running back, he's he can catch passes. So he's somebody who's interesting as well. But you know, Gandy Golden, you're talking about him. He if he's a fourth round dynasty pick, and he catches thirty passes as a rookie, and he peaks as a wide receiver for in the NFL. Oh, well, oh, well, they can draft a wide receiver in the first round next year. But I mean, right now uh, I'll take a shot on somebody who's got some opportunity.
2: I'm done on all my players. I had all the questions. <laughs> that was the question. That's
3: a good question, Shane. Hey, I, good
2: I'm good at writing things down. I'm not,
0: I'm not yeah. Gonna lie to you. Yeah. But sometimes you're just not good at asking them, but uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, actually Jeremy did want to ask some questions about Sirius XM if you'd like.
1: I just want to get some insight on uh, Sirius XM from you, you know, the shows, um, especially the one you were talking about, you know, the 9 a.m. catching the football game, um, you know, just what can you what can you throw out to us? um, Some fun you've had on Sirius XM, Uh, maybe maybe something that, um, you know, isn't isn't uh, a not safe for work kind of uh, story, (laughs) but but
3: but something interesting nonetheless that our listeners might appreciate. So um one of the things that people cannot believe when they talk to us is that Matt Camp who's my co-host on the SiriusXM xm uh, Game mm-hmm. Day show um we are not in the same room when we do that show. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and people like can't believe that that uh, that we do and we've Matt and I used to do it from the same room. Um, but you know family matters you know matt's got a matt's got a wife and a daughter now i have a wife you know you you go different places and through the wonders of technology we can now do a high quality radio broadcast remotely but we just i I don't know we, we just bounce things off of each other very well he knows when i'm about to say something ridiculous i think i know when to let matt reset everything and talk about the stats um we have a really good chemistry on pop culture related things so we're, we're able to mix our own little our own little um, twist in there. And I think people kind of enjoy that because I, I think people view it as it's two guys watching the game on a you know, sitting at a bar and they're they're they they're probably being a little bit too loud at the bar, <laughs> trying to uh-huh. entertain the people around them, even if the people around them don't want to listen to them. I think that's kind of what the style of the show is. Um, and, you know, the thing that the thing that I'm proud of about it and everybody respects Scott Hansen and Siciliano and, and the pioneers of the NFL Red Zone channel. But the thing that Matt and I are really most proud of about that is like we don't have the luxury of throwing to live highlights hmm. because they have a program that does that on NFL radio. Um, and, and they're the ones who throw to the radio broadcast. They essentially do the red zone on the radio. Hey, let's go to the Broncos radio network where Drew Locke's driving the boys, you know, for a touchdown. We don't have the luxury of doing that. We have to describe it. And we have to describe it in a way that doesn't do play-by-play. Hmm. So yeah. we have we, we can't do that. You cannot do that. You, you'll always see – um. Mike Francesa from, from the fan or uh, erstwhile of the fan up in mm-hmm. New York to the legendary host. Um, he has like a cult following on Twitter that halfway adores him and halfway makes fun of him. And they always <laughs> post videos of Francesa trying to get around doing full play by play because he knows he'll get in trouble for it. We have to avoid doing that now two <laughs> or three plays here and there. Oh, Aaron Rodgers throws incomplete on second and goal. We can get away with that. But we can't we can't act like we're actually broadcasting the game we're not allowed yeah. to do that hmm. so we have to figure out a way to throw in comments relating to fantasy you know references like that jumping from game to game i got multiple tvs in my office so i've got games all over the freaking place i'll react hmm. to a play before matt sees it and, <laughs> and, and and we have like an organic kind of feel to that so um that show which is six hours um i don't know it, like i said i've, I've hosted god f- close to 500 radio shows on sirius xm i would say and i i've had so many six hour game day shows that feel shorter than some of the two hour shows i do <laughs> just because wow. it's it, it's it like and and here's the thing I'll, I'll give full credit for in this industry especially when you work for a big corporation like a sirius xm they're going to have creative control over, over the show but I, I will fully say Matt Deutsch, who's the program director for Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, has mm-hmm. very rarely said, you guys must do this. You've hmm. got to stop doing that. You, you know, he'll say, hey, guys, I really want you to hit more on even the games that nothing's happening. And we've, we, and Matt does that. Like, he'll say, you, you haven't heard us talk about the Lions and the Jets. That's because there's no score. Like, we'll throw <laughs> that in. But, like, <laughs> Deutsch, like, he hired us on a whim. This is now, by the way, this is the uh, 10th anniversary of Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. This yeah. Team. So hopefully we have a full NFL season um, to celebrate that. But um, he, I mean, he hired us on a whim and he's just like, I need to fill some air. And there's these young guys they are, they're, they're go-getters, you know, they're probably <laughs> stuck, but I need to put people on the air. And they somehow haven't kicked us off yet. As a matter of fact, we won a freaking award last year. Like, who the <laughs> cool. hell do we think we are? Um, but... Um, it, I, I That's the thing that that I think is most helpful is he's he's never really restricted us and, and you know and I'm I'm thankful for that because if you have two guys sitting and talking on the radio for six hours and you're very restricted things are going to get boring quick oh and, yeah and he and he lets us have our freedom and he lets our producers we've had a great run of producers our guy Ani Sweetheart, did a uh, did did a phenomenal job this year and we always have producers. And it's a and it's a rotating door. We have two producers on that show. We have um, uh, we have a main producer and an assistant producer. And so mm-hmm. often the assistant producer gets elevated to main producer when the main producer moves on to do another show. And it's just kept the continuity of a show. Where, I mean, Jesus, I, I've been doing that show, since I was 23 years old, and I'm now I'm now 33. So I've been doing that show since I was 23, 24 years old, and I've done that show from one different city, two different cities, three, four different cities I've done that show in. Wow. Um, five five if you count when I've actually done it in um, the Washington, D.C. studios, um, or actually six if you count New York. So I've done <laughs> that show for 10 years. I've done it from six different cities. And uh, in, in the meantime, I've moved X number of times. Uh, I've gotten married. You know, I've made terrible decisions. I've made great decisions. And it, But it's the most constant thing in my life now that I think about it. <laughs> and you know this chaotic show that shouldn't work it, it's the most constant element of my life right now. So I've seen it through uh all kinds of changes but I I don't see any reason for us to stop right now. So that's uh that's kind of the story of Sirius XM Fantasy Football Game Day. So I don't Very know good. if that was uh, salacious enough for you guys. <laughs> yeah, no that was great.
0: I was going to ask you be, besides Fantasy football, like, is there any other sport that you talk about on Serious? Because I know Matt does uh, um, wrestling a lot of times with Busted Open and everything. Do you do yeah. anything else?
1: <clears throat> I didn't
3: know. Not that. on Serious because, like, I like to. I, I, I say this to to Deutsch because MD, uh, as I call him, he he asked me at one point. I used to do a late night show kind of by myself. How are you with uh, fantasy baseball at uh, JD? He, called <laughs> and I said, well, to be completely honest with you, Matt, I said I love baseball but I am not a fantasy baseball expert. I play, I'm not a fantasy baseball expert. I like basketball, I play fantasy basketball, I'm not a fantasy basketball expert. I love hockey, I don't play fantasy hockey. Mm-hmm. So like, we uh, like it, it's funny, it's like, uh, these guys who are multiple sport experts, I really respect them, because I don't know how they do it. Like, I, I only have the mental capacity <laughs> to be what I consider a quote unquote expert, and I use that term lightly um on one sport and that's football so i will i can talk baseball but to to act like i i can do fantasy baseball rankings no i pay for them just like the rest of you guys like uh, <laughs> uh, i i pay i pay good content makers for fantasy baseball rankings so yeah i i will i will talk baseball i could probably do sports talk on that and all that stuff but um but that's that that's where um my expertise lies i am a I am a very avid college football better, but I don't consider myself an expert there. I just love doing it. So yeah. it's it's one of those things where I, I dabble, but I, my focus is, is fantasy football. If you were to have me do a fantasy basketball podcast, I would turn you down. Oh, <laughs> well, that
2: that offer. <laughs> Mike, Mike put away the contract. Yeah,
0: I guess. <laughs> yeah, because it, it is funny when you mention Matt. I hear him all the time on the wrestling talk. So I was just wondering if you did anything else like that. Is yeah. there
2: wrestling on XM Serious Fantasy Sports? Not fantasy. Not on fantasy it's, sports. it's on. Because okay. I was going to say I don't. I don't ever remember hearing like, "Hey, tonight, m- tune in for."
0: No, there's not fantasy okay. wrestling. I was just talking about in serious in general. If if he had done ah. it at other shows, because whatever um (laughs) so listen (laughs) yeah and and because he mentioned matt so uh listen joe this has been awesome we really appreciate you on here guys before we go was there any other questions either one of you guys wanted to ask him
2: uh no just really stoked and uh really appreciate you coming on um is just in a our world of podcasts, our little circle of people that are on our like feeding level. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I haven't heard you on any podcast like there. You know what I mean? I haven't he- actually heard you on any other podcast really than uh well the guru and then the free agents, but and now fantasy points. But no, really <laughs> appreciate you coming on, man. Really appreciate it.
3: I, I really yeah, I thank luck. you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun.
0: We'll connect down the road. Yeah, we're friends with Graham and uh with Scott Barrett. They they both come on the show. Scott's our uh the Will Ferrell? No, no. no. Scott Barrett Steve calls Allen, himself Steve Smith. Out. Al- no, McGillan, Scott. Steve Baldwin, no, shush, right? Scott. Yeah, Scott Barrett calls himself the Alec Baldwin for our show. Like he'll pop He's in. Our
1: show Alec Baldwin. He just whenever he wants to come on, we have him on the show.
0: Yeah. So it's awesome. But thank you very much for coming, Joe. We really appreciate you.
1: Thank you, guys. Yep. Take care, buddy. And good luck with Fantasy Points. Looking forward to seeing the great stuff that comes out of this I really
3: appreciate that. Thank you. Please check it out if you guys uh, are, were entertained by the podcast, but thank you. <laughs>
1: it's great
2: to know right. do it. Thanks, man. We really appreciate it. Real quick, I just want to... Um, this would be part of the show, but I just yeah. wanted to give a shout out to uh, Graham for hooking that up. because, um, Well, one, Graham's a really cool dude. Um, and two, I wouldn't even thought to ask him if he wasn't a really cool guy. But um, you know what I mean? Like when I saw that Graham, you know it uh basically came out with fantasy points and i saw who was on you know the roster and I'm like you know scott obviously we love him reach out to him anytime he come on anytime he wants and i was just thinking man it'd be really cool to have joe um joe come on the show because i just don't hear him on a lot of podcasts yeah um other than his own so yeah no Graham, he
0: doesn't.
1: He doesn't.
2: Graham, thank you very much if you're listening um always appreciate you great dude not just a great fantasy writer
0: yeah, and and Joe was awesome to have on. That that was really great, and um, I like when you, you mentioned about fantasy wrestling. Yeah, there's no fantasy wrestling, but <laughs> <laughs> there was other stuff on. There's stuff on serious. We don't and, know because
1: we're not following yeah. wrestling.
0: I know, but I listen to a lot Speak of serious. I, I drive a lot and I listen to it. But no, that was great to have him on. He was an awesome guest. So um, we're gonna wrap up the show real quick, and we'll push all the rest of these trades and all that stuff to the Patreon show. So. Um, Thanks for listening, everybody. Go check out our, oh, hey, wait, our iTunes I, account. Oh. Yeah. One, we're, we need one
2: stinking more iTunes uh, review. Not a, it one. <laughs> not a
0: stinking one. Not a stinking one. <laughs> one more. We're, more. we're at 149. We're at 149. Or, so. I mean, I see
2: the download numbers, and I know y'all can do this. <laughs> if we could get 51 more and get to 200,
1: <laughs> I'd be over the moon. Yeah. Um, yeah might actually you know
2: what? I might actually
1: let let's let's send a koozie to the one hundred and fiftieth review, assuming it's a good one
2: well I didn't promise. i did <laughs> tell everyone I told everyone that um you know that I wouldn't have a giveaway all they would get was my gratitude at one fifty but at two hundred <laughs> two hundred definitely a giveaway um I'll i steal something from my soon to be ex wife's house and I'll send it to you. <laughs> oh
0: my God! Allegedly, so on a chair, allegedly, you'll steal something. No, listen. Yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, <laughs> There's a nice chalkboard. <laughs> you know,
0: we'll work. We'll work it out. But anyway, but Shane is right. Looking at the download numbers, let's get on. Let's get fifty one more. But yeah, thank you guys. Um, check out our iTunes account. Give us a rate and review. That'd be really awesome. Check out our Twitter account at Dynasty HQ, and um, we're gonna become a patron. Yes, become a patron, please. And uh, and we're going to wrap up right now because we're going to do a patron show. So we're going to take a break. I'm going to stop this, and then we'll come back. So thank you for listening. We love you guys, and uh, say goodnight, everybody.
1: Goodnight, everybody. I'll say what I
0: want to. <laughs> say goodnight, Shane.
2: Goodnight, Shane. <laughs>